Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 219, baby. We just got home from the track. Uh, we did a running session this morning. Uh, <laughs> Carson, I'm just laughing because my legs are so sore from this week. We started Warrior Queen 2.0. And uh, I'm doing the challenge with my warriors. So I'm doing a lot of the training that they're doing, especially at level two and level three. And, but I'm doing a little bit more volume, a little bit more intensity. Uh, and so I did cyclist squats and single leg barbell RDLs with, uh, and after that I did, um, reverse drop lunges at a deficit uh, and then a bunch of ab work and this summer Carson and I have been uh, outside training a lot more that was one of our main intentions this summer was to get outside and do a lot more running or aerobic conditioning work so we've been to the track quite a few times and he's working on his 5k he wants to be able to run 5K in 20 minutes again. I believe he's done it before, but it's been a hot minute. Uh, so he's working on that. And to be honest, that doesn't really interest me just to run 5K. I'm more of a sprint kind of gal. So I've been working on my 400s uh, and I want to really improve my time that I can run uh, 400 meters. I've also been working on my sprints. Uh, so shorter distances, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 meter sprints. Uh, and today though, <laughs> I was like, yep. Okay. I will set out and I will run with you. Uh, I'm having a little bit of trouble with my left Achilles, which has played up on and off for a while uh, and so I thought yeah I'm gonna head out and just see see how we go this morning it's also day one of my cycle so my energy is a little low I'm feeling a little heavy in the old uterus but interesting enough when I worked with my coach and I and this is prior to really finding a lot of Dr. Stacey Sims work and a lot of the work with, you know, female physiology and using it, uh, you know, training, I guess, with your hormones or with your physiology. My coach, who really has always been at least 10 years ahead of the times, the research, uh, uh, isn't it cool that there's people in this world that are really masters in what they do and you know they're a lot of the times they're quite unconventional uh unorthodox uh you know different um and they are so far ahead and it takes such a long time for research to catch up to these people so he's been ahead of his time since I've known him and I've known uh, him since 2012. And I remember when we started working together, 
we, you know, and if we were training around the start of my cycle, he used to make me do heaps of ab work. And, you know, sometimes you just feel a little blah right at the end, if not maybe the first day or two of your menstrual cycle, of your bleed. Uh, and when I used to show up and I was on, you know, day one of my bleed, of my cycle, we would do a bunch of ab work. And it, it felt hard at first, but what actually happens is it would like get the blood flowing, literally. <laughs> uh, and I would then bleed a little bit more intensely. And intensely, I don't mean anything dramatic. I just mean it would be a good, nice, solid flow. Uh, but it was almost like it was flushing, like flushing everything out, like getting everything moving. And I would always feel so much better after our sessions together. And so I've carried that through for the last decade, even when sometimes I feel a little bit blah, uh, a little yuck, a little like my vagina is going to fall out. Uh, although that doesn't happen very often, uh, my cycle arrives regularly on time and pretty much without symptoms. Although this one is a little shorter and I do have a couple of symptoms that I don't normally have. And I just think that it's because I've had a really big few months uh, <laughs> Uh, and so rocked up at the track this morning, didn't really feel like it, but wanted to do a nice zone two session. But of course, I'm very competitive <laughs> and I tried to keep up with Carson and I tried to run a 5k, uh, which is 12 and a half laps around a track. Um, just by the way, FYI, uh, and I did 10 and then my Achilles and my calf muscle were a little bit cranky. So I stopped and just walked uh, out the rest of the, the 5K. But I felt so much better afterwards. It was so nice. It was sunny. Uh, it was a beautiful temperature. And it was just really cool to be out there uh, on the track with him. And he got a, a new PB time. Well, not a new one, but like a new recent one. Uh, so it's nice to be out there supporting supporting him. So we ran together. So my hot little calf muscles uh, are going to be nice and sore tomorrow because I ran in my Vivo barefoot, which I haven't done for a while either. Uh, but I'm feeling good. I just ate a bunch of food and then set myself up at my podcast station. It's podcast day. It's Wednesday. Uh, I've got a really big day on. I'm going to record two myself and then I've got a super cool guest on this afternoon. I'm so excited. She just wrote a book. That's all I'm going to say. I want to keep it a secret, but I'm pretty excited uh, about having her on uh, this afternoon. So I'm going to do a bit of prep for that. And then I have my, uh, my call with my coach, my call with my coach. <laughs> Uh, this afternoon, which is always uh, a really cool time where we talk about the business uh, and yeah, work on the business. What else is going on? I booked my flights home to the motherland uh, last week, which is very cool. And I go in like 
two months, like eight weeks. I can't wait. So I fly on Wednesday, the 8th of November, and I'm gone for the rest of November. I come back uh, right on the last day of November. Super cool. I'm really excited for this trip, Uh, obviously, to see my family, to see my six nieces and nephews. Uh, I am also going to create a club, which is my business coaching membership, their end of year event, which I love. I really look forward to to this event, this day, to be in a room with all other um, small business owners, creative and coaches. Uh, I'm also going to Kitty Blomfield's wedding at the end of November. So I get to see Kitty and Libby and Leela. So that's going to be probably, well, I can't say it's going to be the event of the year because I believe Confidently Ever After was the event of the year. But she's coming in at a hot, hot second place here. She's got a, got the silver, the silver medal for the event of the year. I can't wait. So I've just been looking for my outfit. We all have to wear white, which is a little dangerous uh, because I spill a lot. I'm very spilly. I'm actually really clumsy, which some people find hard to believe because I don't look clumsy when I train, but I'm pretty clumsy, pretty spilly. So we all have to wear white. Thanks, Kitty, for that. Uh, And she's wearing, I'm not even going to give it away, but this beautiful ensemble, this beautiful piece uh, that ain't white. So uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited. So I'm just starting to look for a white outfit, which is always fun because uh, I love fashion. That's it. It's going to be a big two months uh, inside of Warrior School with Warrior Queen 2.0. I'll do a full podcast episode talking more about that and keeping you updated on what's happening inside of that challenge with my women. Uh, and... Yeah, a lot of podcasting over the next two months and I'm hoping to do quite a few really cool podcasts when I'm home in Australia live uh, with some amazing women. Okay, so I want to talk about self-discipline, patience and committing to the plan. When you think of self-discipline, do you think about punishment, restriction, and being boring? What comes to your mind when you think about self-discipline? What if I told you that self-discipline isn't any of those things? It isn't about punishment. It isn't about restriction. And it sure ain't about being boring. What if it's actually about freedom, adaptation, novelty, and what if it is one of the biggest acts of self-love you can give yourself? (laughs) Does it blow your mind to think about it that way? It does, doesn't it? It blows your damn mind, yeah? Okay, so this is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about why we need to get clear on who we want our future self to be, who we want to become, and how being disciplined 
and pushing yourself above your baseline is how we're going to do it. It's how we're going to create that version 2.0 or 4.0. And it's, I want to also wrap it in this whole idea of self-acceptance and self-love. Uh, and it's going to help you achieve that future version of yourself. So I did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. It was the recap on Confidently Ever After. And at the start of that podcast episode, I spoke about this idea of finding your baseline or getting really clear on your standards. I mentioned that I listened to a podcast that Ryan Holiday was uh, speaking. He was being interviewed and they were talking about self-discipline and how, you know, from a philosophy uh, stoicism perspective, they view self-discipline as your standards that you are living up to. Uh, And so I spoke about baseline and standards and We actually went a little bit deeper into these topics on our coaching call yesterday inside of Warrior School. And there's some cool stuff that came out of that coaching call that I'll share with you a little bit later in the podcast episode. So today, really, I want to talk about pushing yourself above that baseline and why we really need to get clear on our future self. And actually yesterday inside of our uh, creator club call, our business coaching membership, we actually spent a little bit of time on thinking about uh, our future self, our who. And just let me give you a little bit of context or background, uh, some visuals. Uh, (laughs) For those of you who are just listening, we're going to use our imagination, our visualization skills, okay? Okay, so imagine a pyramid, you know, that pyramid I always talk about, you know, when it comes to the training foundation, we have the base of the pyramid, you know, and as we go up, it peaks. Uh, And so when we're thinking about uh, this idea of our future self, uh, our baseline, our standards, we're really talking about Okay, so we have this big vision for our life of what we want our life to look like, what we want to achieve, how we want to feel. You know, we want to, you know, have crazy amounts of energy. We want to build insane strength. We want to be in a body that we love. We want to have, you know, powerful relationships. A lot of the warriors spoke about their confidently ever after on the previous podcast episode. So we want, we have this confidently ever after this vision. Now, what gets us to that vision? Inside of Creator Club, John talks about it. uh, It's from this, uh, I guess, this pyramid idea that there's three things that kind of connect together that build the vision that allow us to get what we want. So we have our systems and our behaviors that, you know, that we do, our actions, our choices, our behaviors. We have certain systems that we put in place. Um, You could call them habits, I guess. Uh, So systems, strategies, and plans. And that feeds in to allow us to move towards what we want. 
So in our creator club call yesterday, we took that triangle and what we did in the bottom of that triangle, we put who and then the middle portion of that triangle or that pyramid, we put how and then at the top, we put what. And so the base of that foundation or the pyramid is who do we need to become? Then how is, okay, the the behaviors or the actions, uh, even the strategies or the systems. And then the what is the vision. So it's what we actually want or, you know, what we'll achieve. And inside of Warrior School, I'll often talk about... uh, You know, who do we need to become in order to achieve our vision, in order for us to achieve what we want? Because our current version, we need to reinvent her. We need to kind of the idea of old with the the out, (laughs) out with the old, in with the new, Uh, in a sense, yeah, you can't, you get my gist. Uh, obviously, we don't have to throw our entire selves out. We could think of it more as, uh, you know, an upgrade, uh, a trade-in. <laughs> uh, I like the word reinvention. I've been going through that myself personally. I've been going through that, you know, and I don't think we can separate them. I would say everything's kind of connected together. So, Personally, business-wise, relationship-wise, you know, who I am is is definitely um, saturated into all of those areas. Okay, so hopefully you're still with me. I am not sure that I am doing an amazing job at articulating the idea of the co- or the concept right this second, but stick with me. <laughs> Uh, All right, so we have this vision for our life, what we want. Now, a lot of the times we focus on the how. So how do I do this? How do I do that? What do I need to do? Tell me what I need to do. How do I do this? How, 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 how? But what if the work is really about looking at who do we need to become before we look at the how or the plans, the strategies, the behaviors, the actions, what if we look at the person? And when I was talking to Libby a few weeks ago in the podcast, she mentioned how when she maybe feels friction around something or doesn't want to do something, she'll often say to herself, well, what would Libby 4.0 do? Like, would Libby 4.0 thank you for that decision, for doing that? And so she has this idea of her Libby 4.0. And this is where I want to start. And this is kind of, you know, the way that I see it is getting clear on that. So the base of that pyramid, that foundation is who do you need to become or what do you need to let go of? Uh, What's the reinvention around who you are as a woman in order for you then to 
get into the how to look at setting yourself standards, creating a baseline for yourself. I think it's really hard to do those two things when you don't, when you aren't clear one on your vision of what you want and then two on who you need to become uh, and what that version 4.0, what are her, what's her standards? What's her baseline? Because if you have this big vision or goal that you want to achieve, your current version is not going to get you there. (laughs) She doesn't have what it takes. Uh, Otherwise, you would have gotten the goal. You would be living the vision. And so we need to get clear on, okay, what is my version 4.0? What does she do? What does she believe? What does she think? What actions does she take? What would she think about, you know, these standards that, you know, I'm setting for myself, this baseline that I have for myself, these actions, these choices, these behaviors, this story that I'm telling myself, uh, would she thank me for doing this, you know, in a year or two or five years time? Once we're clear on that, on her, then we can look at setting ourselves standards that may be higher than what we currently have set for ourselves now because we're setting those standards for our version 4.0 not for our current baseline version (laughs) current uh 1.0 version And then that also helps us get clear on, okay, well, what is Amy 4.0's baseline? And remember, a baseline is not just about survival. It's about where we thrive. It's our like non-negotiable line that we want to hold. So we are healthy and vibrant and we have energy and we can show up powerfully in our relationships and we can do all of the things that we want in our life. And then once we're clear on our standards and our baseline, then we can move into the actions, the behaviors, the choices, uh, setting boundaries, communicating those boundaries. So can you can you kind of see it? Imagine that there's, you know, a line drawn on the page that is in a horizontal nature. And at the start, uh, so the left side of that line, there is getting clear on your 4.0, who you want to become. What is that version 4.0 like? Then the next dot or point along that line is getting clear on your standards and your baseline. Then the next dot or point along that line is looking at uh, certain systems, strategies, behaviors, actions, habits uh, that you need to do. Maybe it's setting certain boundaries, communicating those boundaries that allow you to live up to those standards and hold that baseline. And so then you can become that version 4.0 to achieve what you want to achieve, which is your vision or those really big goals. Okay, hopefully that visual uh, is helpful to to see how we can move along this in 
a bit more of a structured sequential way. Not saying that it needs to be structured or sequential or linear in any form, uh, definitely not. And we can be doing all of these things at the same time. You know, we probably reinvent ourselves, you know, many, many times. What's the saying? Like every seven years, our entire, you know, we change. We change, I think, mentally, emotionally, physically. I think we shed every skin cell possible in seven years. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but, and I would kind of agree if I reflect back in kind of seven year chunks, I would say I've had really big transformations or reinventions uh, around every seven years or so. So over, over the last several years, I would say maybe decade or so, there's, this be, there's been this really big movement uh, around self-acceptance and self-love. Like love yourself, be kind to yourself, uh, you know, love your body at every size. And I don't really agree with a lot of it. Again, we've, we've fallen into this place of, you know, we have the hardcore fitness space at one end and then we have the body positivity, self-love, self-acceptance, you know, be kind and, you know, be soft and don't push yourself and you know, it's, you know, it's okay not to, you know, try hard down the other end. And we ain't playing in the middle. (laughs) Again, it's the middle that, you know, that's when we, when I think about this idea of, you know, your version 4.0 or, you know, self-acceptance or self-love, uh, You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day with Alex Hormozy. It was a really cool conversation. It was on the Modern Wisdom podcast. And I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I really like Alex's work. Uh, I like his worldview, his belief system. Uh, He's very hardcore. He's got an extremely cool work ethic. Uh, And they were talking about this idea of self-love or self-acceptance And he said he believes self-love or self-acceptance is holding yourself to a higher standard than anyone else does. And I really loved that. I, you know, it's kind of, it kind of plays into the the stoic view of self-discipline, your standards that you are living up to. So I got to say it again. Self-love is holding yourself to a higher standard than anyone else does. Oh, I love it. Now, we talked about this in a coaching call yesterday. And one of the women uh, in the call, which was super cool, she brought up a really good point. She, She said, when I hear that, when I hear the word standards and holding myself to higher standards, it triggers this perfectionism in me. And I feel like then if I can't hold the standard, then I failed. And, you know, there would be feelings of, you know, guilt and shame, like not enough. Uh, And it was such a cool, a really cool question. She just, she was interested in my perspective on it. 
And I'll, I'll talk about a couple of things that we spoke about on the call with you. First, I totally understand uh, why some of the women saw it from this way. And potentially when you hear this, you may the mind may also feel that it may bring that up in you, like the pressure, like standards, you know, if I, if I don't meet them, then I failed and, you know, I'm worthless and I feel shame and guilt and I'm horrible and I'm a failure and, you know, all of the, the story, (laughs) the story around that. But I want to give you a little bit of a different perspective. And what I was saying to my women yesterday is that, you know, I feel it's, it's really important that we really have a wide lens when we're consuming information. And what I mean by that is I don't think there's anything wrong with consumption and listening to people and, you know, listening to the culture, you know, especially down, you know, either end hardcore fitness culture or the hardcore body positivity, self-acceptance, self-love side. And, you know, being open, I think, to uh, people's ideas, the culture's ideas, the trends, um, it's really important to have an open mind. And consumption isn't bad. It's that what often happens is that we don't allow ourselves the time to marinate into the idea or the concept or the information. And we don't give ourselves the time to think, well, what do I think about that? What does that mean to me? You know, do I, what do I believe about that? Uh, And we don't have to agree and believe with, er believe everyone and everything out there. Uh, But we, you know, sitting into this place of, okay, well, what do I think about that? What does that mean to me? And sometimes we just need the time to maybe put some of these things into practice or to marinate into certain ideas and topics for us to really kind of come to a conclusion about, you know, how how we view it or what we think about that or how it might impact us and show up for us in our own lives. So yesterday on the call, when this warrior shared that, there was a lot of nods in the room. Uh, a lot of my women are mastery players, which means, you know, they have had a tumultuous and interesting relationship with, you know, perfectionism. So we spent a bit of time really talking about perfectionism and how that can really stop us from doing certain things. And I've done a recent podcast episode on perfectionism and how to really overcome this all or nothing approach. But there's something that I really wanted to share with you from yesterday's call. So I really believe that as women, we need to stop using perfectionism as an excuse not to do things, not to take action. It's an armor. I'm pretty sure Brené Brown talks about it as an armor. So we armor up, we put that perfectionism armor on and, you know, it feels really nice and safe behind it. And so then when we're armored up, we don't do certain things because it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be right. We might fail at it. We might look silly. We don't want to be judged. 
So we'll place our perfectionistic armor on and off we go out in the world. Now we've really got to rip it off. We've got to take that armor off and we've got to stop using perfectionism as an excuse not to do things because that is not going to help us achieve what we want. It's not going to help us get to where we want to be if we keep using this as an excuse not to do something. So we're going to kick, kick that, kick that armor, which ties us into, okay, this, this word standards. Now I'm a really big believer in language. Language is really powerful. So sometimes I might use a word that may not resonate with you. Like you don't vibe with it and that's totally cool. So standards might not work for you. Although I would just, what I'll say to that is, you know, we're just associating an idea or a label to that word. We're giving it meaning. And often that meaning is based from the culture, you know, what we have been taught uh, from the culture or, you know, from those who raised us or who we're around. And so the word really is a neutral word. It's just the meaning that we attach to that word. It's kind of like the thought that comes into your mind. It's just a thought. We can't control the thoughts that come into our mind. They just come into our mind. And those thoughts are made up of words, which are made up of letters, and they just happen to form sentences, which are thoughts. Then those thoughts will produce a feeling And the feelings then will often result in an action or a behavior. Now, what really matters is not that we had a bad thought or an unhelpful thought or a thought that, you know, created a bit of friction or anxiety. Uh, It's not even bad that we had the emotion as a result of the thought. What matters is the action that we take from that or the inaction that we take from that. Uh, It's our behavior that matters. And I've spoken about this before. It really comes from ACT therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy. Really cool um, model that has some really cool um, strategies and systems in there to help us manage our minds. So, you know, I'm an and girl. So when... You know, we think of, you know, our version 4.0, that's obviously a reinvention and an upgrade. Yeah. Uh, And that's okay to want that. It's okay to want an improved version of yourself. I actually think we should be working towards being better versions of ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean that we are not great as we are. (laughs) And that's really important. I, you know, I've given this example many times of, you know, you can celebrate yourself where you're at right now and what you've achieved in your life and you can demand more from yourself. So you can want more from yourself and for your life. Uh, You can want that version 4.0. You can want to, you know, push harder in your training or in your work and get bigger results, uh, grow a bigger business, you know, build more strength, create big lasting, you know, body composition changes. Uh, 
So it's important to know that just because we want to reinvent ourselves and give ourselves that upgrade, we want to become our version 4.0. It doesn't mean that who we are now isn't enough and isn't worthy. She is enough and she is worthy. Uh, And we can celebrate how far she's come, where she's at right now, and we can demand more from her. Because why not? We've got one big life and we want to get as much out of it. We want to squeeze as much out of it as we can. So I think that you need to believe in yourself more than anyone else does. And that's a really hard thing to do. You also need to hold yourself to a higher standard than anyone else does. And that's also a really hard thing to do. So let me explain why. So Amy five years ago wasn't clear on her future self. And I didn't really believe this idea or concept of, you know, self-love is holding yourself to a higher standard than anyone else does. I didn't really understand. I didn't have the language. I didn't view, you know, self-love or self-acceptance or even self-discipline in that way. I used to view discipline as that punishment, restriction, you know, non-spontaneous, boring kind of way. I never viewed it as, okay, discipline is freedom. Maybe Amy, I would say 10 years ago, Amy five years ago, I think Amy five years ago got this concept of self-discipline being freedom uh, and allowing me to get what I want out of my life. I would say self-discipline and consistency together uh, allow us. But Amy 10 years ago, wasn't clear on my future self. And I would probably say Amy five years ago wasn't clear on who my 2.0 or 3.0 or 4.0 version of myself was. I would even probably say two years ago, I wasn't even clear on that future self. Like who do I need to become to grow my business? Who do I need to become to create a successful podcast? Who do I need to become to be a powerful leader for the women that I work with? So now I'm always asking myself, who do I need to become? Who is Amy 4.0? And accepting myself and loving myself is about being clear on that and then whole, and being clear on my standards that I'm going to set for myself to achieve that and then holding myself to those standards. So the reason why I had a really hard time uh, thinking about this five years ago, 10 years ago, was that when we aren't clear on that version 4.0, well, then it it kind of doesn't exist. It feels so far away. Like to be the woman that trains consistently three times a week. For someone who doesn't train at all or who has tried to train consistently but has been unsuccessful, that version of them, that version 2.0 or 4.0 seems really far away. 
And maybe they've never thought about it that way of, you know, when you're finding it hard to create a consistent and successful training practice, think about who do you want your version 4.0 to be? What does she do? Does she train consistently three, four times a week? Okay, if she does, and that's who you want to be, who you want to become, then, and it might seem really far away. You might think, I've never been able to do that before. I failed at it. I can't, I can't consistently train three or four times a week. Like I can't imagine myself being that woman that does that. So there's a massive gap that you have to overcome. But we need to break it down and take one step at a time to create her. (laughs) And again, this is really hard for a lot of women because we like to swing on the all or nothing. So we want her now. We want version 4.0 now that, you know, has the body that she loves, that trains three or four times a week, that, you know, has this great relationship, has this hot, passionate sex, you know, can wear whatever she wants, you know, has abundant energy, says no when she wants to say no, like, you know, we can imagine her. Yeah, we've got, we've something that we've got is really cool imaginations. We don't use them enough, I don't think, as adults. But so imagine we get clear on that. So imagine you get clear on your version 4.0. Now there's a massive gap where you are now, which is your version 1.0 to version 4.0. And you want to overcome that gap. Now we need to break it down one step at a time. And the way that we can do this is looking at those standards or that baseline. So we can look at the how, what do we need to do or how do we need to do things that are going to help us move towards that version 4.0. So when we are doing this, we face a lot of resistance and we don't believe that we can become her. (laughs) Hands up who who feels like that. (laughs) Yeah, I always tell my warriors, when you feel resistance, you are on the right path. You've got to go towards the resistance not turn around and avoid it. (laughs) You've always got to turn towards the resistance, face her, move into her. Yes, it's way easier if you have a nourished body and you have a bit of a plan and a strategy and you have someone to support you. Hint, hint. (laughs) Those three things make it way easier. So I know that you probably feel lonely and uncertain and scared that you're doing it wrong when you're on this journey from version 1.0 to version 4.0. I know you feel those things. How do I know this? And how do I know that you're on the right path? So the feelings that you're feeling right now, maybe the friction, the overwhelm, the frustration, you know, maybe... Uh, you feel like it's you're never going to get there. Maybe you feel like you're failing, you know, all of these things. You're feeling it because it's the first time you've gone through it and you don't have anything to compare it to. But I can tell you what it tastes like 
Why? Because I've been there and I've seen it. I've experienced it myself. And I've spoken before about how the warriors need to piggyback off my belief in them at the start. So they don't believe that they are the woman that is capable of achieving what she wants. They can't, they might have this idea of their version 4.0, but the gap is so big and they feel so overwhelmed and they have such a lack of belief in themselves that they can actually achieve it, that I've got to put them on my back and piggyback them for a while until they start creating consistency and keeping the promises that they make to themselves and still they until they start stepping into holding these standards creating a baseline and slowly working and upgrading themselves from version 1.0 to 1.5 to 2 to 2.5 until they can start to see it uh, until they can start to you know celebrate their wins get some results create some momentum often they have to piggyback off my belief in them because I know that they can do it. And I know that they can do it because they came into warrior school. So they have me to support them, to lead them. And I know what the journey is going to be like because I've done it myself 13, 14 years prior to them. And I've helped hundreds of women go through the same journey to get from version 1.0 to 4.0. And so I know what it tastes like. And sometimes it tastes bitter and it doesn't taste very nice. Uh, So a lot of the time we have really low agency, which means that we can't make decisions that are really independent from the culture and from other people at the start of our journey. And this feeds into really why we have a disconnection problem. You know, I don't, a lot of women will say they, they want to lose weight. They want to change their body. But what I see is a disconnection problem, not a weight problem. And because we have really low agency, self-agency, we actually aren't great at making decisions for ourselves. And so often we'll piggyback off the culture or what our friends are doing or what we hear, you know, or see on the internet or on Instagram or what we see this influencer doing. And this is where we actually don't spend time uh, marinating in these ideas trying things for ourselves and being patient to see if it works for us or not. Uh, And we aren't very good at making decisions for ourselves when it comes to our body and our training, our health and our food. So we need someone to help us do that. We need some, we need to piggyback off someone until we learn and build a stronger agency. So we, until we can make decisions that are independent from other people and the culture. Now that would be version 4.0. Like that would be something that I'd be popping in my version 4.0. She has high agency, can make decisions that are independent from other people. Uh, Other examples of standards, you know, when we're talking about this idea of perfectionism, something that I really encourage my warriors to do is to always show up always show up to the practice no matter what's going on how you feel you need to show up and we always want to show up with this sense of curiosity 
Because the mind's going to predict or want to predict or will predict how we think it's going to go. So maybe we didn't sleep that great. Oh, training's going to be so horrible because I didn't sleep that great. Or, you know, I feel a little bit off. So, oh, this is going to be a terrible training session. Now, that might be, that is, the mind is creating that thought maybe based on past experiences of, yes, when we felt this way before, maybe we didn't have a great training session. Or when we felt this way, when we didn't sleep uh, as well as we had liked, maybe yes, training didn't feel that great, but we can't predict the future. So we don't actually know how it's going to go. So we need to show up with curiosity. Now, a standard that you could set for yourself is that I'm going to show up to my training with curiosity. Another standard could be I'm going to show up to my training and I'm going to let go of my perfectionism. Even if I can't do the program, you know, perfectly or fully I my standard is that I show up and I don't let perfectionism stop me from showing up that could be a standard that you hold yourself to uh so the first part is understanding self-discipline in a different way so self-discipline is really about the standards that you hold for yourself and that you really want to live up to That's tied into this whole idea of self-acceptance and self-love, which is really having higher standards for yourself than anyone else does. We're also tying into this idea of getting really clear on your version 4.0, like who is your future self? Then the second part is about patience. Oh yeah, love that word. Love us some patience, don't we? (laughs) So I have a philosophy of taking the long way home uh, in my training, in my business, but I also think that we can shorten the long way home. So we can make it efficient and effective. Now, there are certain things that we can't shorten, which I've spoken about previously. I've recently been on uh, CrossFit Kate's podcast episode where we spoke about relationships and this philosophy or idea of taking taking the long way home. So I highly recommend that you listen to that if you want to go deeper into this idea. But basically, I do believe that we can't take shortcuts. We can't skip the hard part. We've got to put the time in, the reps in. Uh, and often to build a foundation, it's going to take about a year at least. Now, we can shorten the long way home we can make it a bit more efficient and a little bit more effective. So here's how I think about patience and how I practice it when I'm working towards something that is going to take a long time. Because at the moment, I'm working towards things that are going to take a long time. So my business is three years old next month. So Warrior School is three years old next month. My podcast was four this year. And we've still got a long way to go. Not that it's ever going to end. It's not ever going to end. That's the whole, that's the, the, the other thing is that the journey never ends. That sounds so cliche and a little wanky, but it's the truth. Uh, it won't end until you die. Uh, And so I have really big goals for my business, really big vision. 
and I'm three years in, but it's probably going to take me at least another three years to, you know, really get into like, you know, the achieving what I want to achieve. The same with the podcast. I've been podcasting for four years consistently. You know, I'm 200 and something episodes deep. Now, it's probably going to take me another couple of years to make a bigger impact with the podcast. So what do we do? You know, if we have a really, if our version 4.0 or our goal, what we want for our life feels so far away, we've got to be patient uh, and we've got to do things in the meantime. (laughs) And we've got to make those things matter. The time will pass anyway. So it's, September 6, 2023. Isn't that crazy? Does does that blow your mind? It blows my mind. So if you, everything that we've spoken about today, if you are clear on your version 4.0, if you know that there's a big gap there, yeah, we've got to cultivate some patience and we've got to do things in the meantime because the time's going to pass anyway, so why not? So when you feel impatient, You need to look at what's the thing that you need to do today in the meantime to get where you want. What's the priority? So what is the small consistent action that you need to take? What is the standard that you need to meet today? Is it eating your breakfast so you actually have stable energy in the morning? Is it going for your morning walk? Is it training? Is it, you know, X, Y, Z? Like, what is the priority today? What's the thing that you need to do that matters, that is working towards your version 4.0? Okay, I think think we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, I would say that, you know, choosing the plan isn't hard. Even doing the plan isn't that hard. The hard part is sticking to the plan consistently. So when I, you know, when I start working with women uh, and when we talk about this whole thing about like how long is it going to take and timelines, I'll often say to them, you know what a really good plan is? A really good plan is for you to train three days a week for a year. That's a good plan. That is a solid plan. If you, you know, the hard part isn't choosing that plan. Uh, Maybe the hard part, even at the start, isn't doing that plan. The hard part is going to be, can you stick to that plan for a year? Can you train consistently three times a week for a year? Like that is a good plan. Okay. (laughs) Last thing, if you have been thinking about joining Warrior School, uh, if you've been been in my world for a while, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, now's the time. Uh, We have four months left in 2023, four months. And I really want to, I really want to invite you to check out more about Warrior School Uh, 
to jump on to the website. You can even email me, DM me, ask me some questions if you want uh, and apply. If you've been thinking about it, now is the time. We only have four months left in the year and I can really help you choose the plan, do the plan and stick to the plan for a year. I ask for a minimum time investment of a year because for a couple of reasons. One, it truly does take about a year to create a consistent training practice. Now, yes, we focus a lot on the how. You know, I teach you how to train. I teach you how to create uh, a strong nutrition strategy. So how to eat. Uh, You know, I teach you how to manage your mind. But what our work really does, what it really focuses on is I help you move from version 1.0 to version 4.0. I help you become the woman that you want to become. And we happen to do that through training, nutrition and mindset, because I believe those three things are three of the most powerful things that can help us build our version 4.0. So if you want to start working on your version 4.0, I highly recommend you come and check out Warrior School. There are amazing women in that school that are working towards their version 4.0s. And it's so cool to be a part of uh, and to be supported by other women who are also working towards their vision. Okay, Warrior Woman, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and I will see you really soon. Bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.